Good evening, folks. This is a the second to last episode of Rendezvous with Rico for today. And with me, I have the uh, prolific Godless Cranium, or GC for short. <laughs> Not very prolific. <laughs> recently, <I> mean, anyways. <laughs> but at least recently, you would say. But I mean, it's, it's, it's been some wild fucking times, man. Yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> cool. So I, I I don't blame you for being like, okay, maybe maybe I can take a little break. Maybe I can be a little lazy, a little relax a bit, just to worry about other things. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, honestly, that's but, kind of the thing, man, because of the move. And then on top of that, uh, my work uh, is yeah. not doesn't feel the same. I really love my job, and it doesn't feel like I love it anymore. You know what I mean? It's just because oh, it, it's only man. purely because of COVID. It's not the, the clients or anybody else. It's just. Yeah constant stress of covid i know how that feels i really do but let me just finish this little you know little intro and uh like always we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about <laughs> and most importantly this is a fundraiser this is fundraising for my uh, neighborhoods my local habitat for humanities neighborhood revitalization committee oh yeah uh, i should probably tweet like that donate out. yeah if you'd like to donate you'll find a link in the description below uh, and if we're going to donate, make sure you know to notate that it is for the Neighborhood Revitalization Committee or the NR Committee or for RICO, and they will know what to do. With all that being said, Godless Cranium, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so Godless Cranium or Mike, um, I am a YouTuber. I used to talk about... Uh, atheism a lot, but I no longer do. Now I mostly talk about leftist issues and um, inequality and also like some supernatural stuff. Like uh, when, when I want to break it up a little bit, I'll talk about, you know, like Wendy, the Wendigo or something like that. Um, I hopefully yeah. will be a podcaster again soon <laughs> uh, on the badly named Heathen Hour. <laughs> so... Um, I'm probably going to change the name of it and uh, maybe do some one-on-one interviews like Rico's doing here. And um, also Rico and Chrissyosity and Miranda have agreed to do a, like a panel. So that'd be fun. And um, yeah. And I'm also kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking about doing um, a uh, true crime podcast, although I'm not hundred percent sure if that's going to be a thing yet. <laughs> Just kind oh, of. That's all I it's like a lot of work. That does sound like a, yeah, that's why I'm not sure I want to do it because like I want to do it, but at the same time, I did. And when I was in um, college, I did uh, a deep dive on uh, a, a oh, very, uh, yeah, I did a deep dive on a very little known serial killer for my class. And it was, um, it was a lot of fun and it's kind of stuck with me. And I've kind of like, I listen to true crime podcasts when I'm driving and stuff. So it's kind of something I've had like in the back of my mind for a while now, but. Let me guess something real quick, though. Let me guess yeah. something about that there serial killer. His targets, um, were they poor, you know, the people, the, the disenfranchised, you know, the people that no one gives a, you know, the society didn't give a fuck about? Uh, no, actually. I mean, okay. um, he was poor. Um, but okay. uh, but he was also a kid, which is why he wasn't really known, because in um, Canada, you're not allowed. They have, like, a publication band, ban when you... Um, are underage and so uh, yeah. the neighborhoods didn't know who he was the police didn't really know who he was they could have looked it up but you have to like catch him first and then look a him up so, yeah serial killer. How, how old was he yeah um i think he was uh 
know, this was a couple of years ago I did this. So, but it was like, I think he was like 12 or 13 when he started. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And he started out like, I think in the typical kind of way where he started out with like cats and dogs and stuff. Yeah. That's and usually then, how it goes. Yeah. And then kind of moved on. But it was also, um, he, like, he was poor and, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, he's kind of geeky looking. And um, I think he was started, he's, he started out kind of like sexually assaulting young girls and yeah. then moved his way up to, you know, actually killing them. So <clears throat> it's a pretty uh, disturbing case. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty disturbing a case. A 12 year old building himself yeah. up. Yeah. And it was, and it was, and it was even like really fascinating because he like, couldn't, he, nobody stopped him. Right. Like, I mean, they stopped him when, when they, they him. yeah, they caught him, but they, I mean, they didn't really do anything about him. They were just like, okay, like, <laughs> what, do what do we, we do? do? Yeah. And it's you like that for like almost all like true crime stuff. If you listen to them, it's usually like the police are just like total fuck ups. Right. Like they're, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, see, I, I I love I love and hate that the, 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 the how it's like we put so much stock in cops, but we didn't realize that they kind of really suck. Yeah, like well, let, the whole reason me. why so many serial killers get away with what they do is not because the serial killers are particularly brilliant; it's because the cops are dumb as shit. Yeah, well, like um, Robert Picton, for example, is like a um, the best example of that because. So he was he was killing. Um, he was a pig farmer, and he had like a crappy childhood, and he he grew up, and then his, they sold part of his farm, and he ended up inheriting a, a, like a couple of million dollars. So he was a millionaire, and um, he would go down into um, Va- I think it was uh, Vancouver's East Side, which is their downtown, and um, pick up uh, sex workers and take them home and kill them. And he not only told people around him that he was killing women and how he did it even. <laughs> um, but he he also like, so one woman, he got into a knife fight. Like she tried to defend herself and she like knifed him a bunch of times, like once in the neck and a couple of times in the body and he knifed her. And so she ran out of, the, she got out of the house and ran down the thing and then stopped somebody that was on, like driving on the road and then got in and, t- and told them, if I die before I get to the hospital, that guy did it, right? <laughs> And, well, yeah. <laughs> and uh and she was like so badly cut that she had to, like her intestines were starting to come out of her stomach, right? Ah shit. So the police talked to her and they didn't charge him. They didn't do anything to this guy. <laughs> and she had um she still had a handcuff on her arm, and the police found the handcuff key on on Picton. So they took the key and unlocked the, the lock from her, and they still didn't charge him, do anything about him. And this was after 30 or 40 women had gone missing from the downtown east side. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, like and it was like that like the the entire like he was he was killing people from um I think the 70s, the 70s or the 80s until like the 90s when he got caught. So he was killing people for decades. <laughs> um like 13 a year sometimes. I think was the most he was doing in a year. So it was like so anywhere between 7 to 13 people a year he was killing. And they, oh. they they didn't catch them, <laughs> even though they and also all the um, sex workers um, kept like a book of people that they knew were less yeah. savory, right? Like don't go out, don't go out on a date with this guy, right? And he was on that list several times <laughs> over because some women had escaped before he had tried he killed to kill them. them, yeah, or tried yeah. to kill them, like like 
he he smelled really bad. He never took showers, and so like he would get women to come into his truck. And some women, like one woman, had asthma, and she would um, she like started to throw up almost and couldn't breathe. Just how she, bad he smelled. Yeah, so she screamed at him like, "Get let me out of this car! Let me out of this car!" And he like punched her in the face and then let her out of the car. And she got out. So she, so she put it in the book, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, there's all kinds of signs like that. Like, it's it's unbelievable. I don't know how the police got. Did not, that far. Well, that's because they didn't they don't didn't bother to talk to the sex worker. I actually remember this case, and yeah, they could have caught this guy thought, ten times over, but they didn't yeah. talk or listen to any of the sex workers. Sex right. Workers, yeah. Right, because he was he was killing people that society deem as not useful yeah. or good, right? Yeah. Yep, and that's and that's par for the course, unfortunately. It was um yeah, it's unbelievable that he got away with it for so long. But I mean, that's like the the best case that I could think of for like police incompetence. But uh, not even incompetence. I, I shouldn't even say that. It's not even incompetence. It's just indifference. Indifference to somebody killing somebody. Yeah, and indifference yeah. on human life as well, right? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, if you listen to enough podcasts, I'd swear, like probably eight or nine out of 10 of them are that way that there's, it's just the police not doing their job. Right. Uh, it really, it really is something they should have, could have easily done. Yeah. Um, Instead of pulling me over for traffic tickets. Uh, <laughs> I think what Go I'm find going to do is, is I'm actually going to cancel my 10 o'clock show because I am tired and I'm like, this, this should be the last one. I realized I should probably not do this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I should like, so now I know. I, I, you know, this was definitely today was a test of my limits. And now I know my limits to how I'm going to structure this going forward. Because I do need rest. I do. Because when I feel myself no longer as into it as I normally am, that's how I know. Yeah, no, I am. I'm burning out. And we don't want that. I want people to see me at my best. You know, I want people to see this. Uh, I will my best and whatnot. And I like what you just put here, by the way, inverse impact. You said the police are a bit lazy. Comments have been a stretch, but because if they want to get you, they're going to get you. Yeah, if they act, that's why I say incompetence may not be so much as the word as indifference. If they don't yeah. care, they're not coming. They're not going to help you. And yeah. by and large, they yeah. just don't for certain segments of society. They just don't care. Yeah. In some cases, they're actively malicious too, right? Like they're just like, yeah. like, like the family's like, hey, look, my daughter's gone missing. And they're like, well, whatever, she's a sex worker, so she's probably just skipped town or something. Like, they don't love... Yeah, they, don't... It, they don't care. It's malicious yeah. indifference. They do yeah. not fucking care. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but, yeah, I picked it bad. Tory Stafford was another one that was really bad. I don't know if you're American, so I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but, um, yeah. Mm. there There's a lot of those cases where it's just like that. It's terrible. That's the other thing, too, that I'm kind of worried about is if I did that kind of podcast, whether... I would get burnout because it's like a dark. Depressing. It's extremely fucking time, emotionally taxing to read that shit and then yeah. you know over and over and over and over again. I actually remember yeah. there was a, there was a case. Um, uh, someone pointed out. I think it was someone who used to be who used to be on the show. Um, I can't remember which one. It was just one of those, just one of those type of true crime shows, you know, like CSI Man, whatever the case may be. And he quit. He said he couldn't do it. He yeah. said he couldn't keep doing it because it was just in his. And like this is a quote, but I'm more, I'm more or less paraphrasing. He was just like, just another raped girl, another child murder. Just it was just so. He said he just couldn't do it anymore. 
Yeah. It was too, it was, it was too bleak. Yeah. Well, I was talking to um, Callan um, and uh, they're a criminologist. And uh, so they were, they were uh, talking to me about the podcast and they said, maybe like, instead of just talking about serial killers, like you can ha have your serial killers in there, of course, but um, go with other less known crimes, right. As well, like mix it up a little bit. And I was like, that sounds yeah. like a pretty good idea. Cause the whole the whole thing I was thinking about doing with the podcast was is that have them have it be cases that are like little known cases, but because um, they uh, are targeting um, the the you know quote unquote undesirables like the sex worker yeah. uh, minorities, um, especially like indigenous people often get um, uh, you know killed or kidnapped or whatever. Every time the the people that the law enforcement by and large could get less of a fuck about. Yeah, and also not just the police, but the the news, right? Like the uh, news media, they don't yeah. care about no sex workers being killed. Eh. Yeah, you know the I mean? first the first one that I'm looking at, if I wanted to do it, was literally like that. He just died actually a couple years ago. <laughs> um, it was like a circular was quoted. He literally said, "Like you just go for those people." He said, "I'm not going to go into a, into a suburban neighborhood and uh, kidnap a little white girl." He literally his quote. He said, "I'm not going to go for them because people will care. The media yeah. will care." They'll yeah. make a whole thing about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and their families are have money, so they can start pressuring po politicians. They can politicians. Pressure it'll become a whole thing. That's why you go after the people that the media will never care about. Yeah, they don't care. It's, it's also kind of like like in say in the Picton. Um, uh, I'm sorry, there was another case. I'm not going to tell tell you about the case, but it was uh, Paula Gallant was uh, the victim. And the sister that she had two sisters and the sister just kept the um, like all of the attention on her. So like every year they would do like a march. They would do they had like a website. They would um, make sure that stayed in prominence in the news. And eventually they found out like it was a husband. And um, ah. yeah, but if it wasn't for their persistence, right, like the police probably would have just been like, well, we're not going to do anything about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know. And, and by the way, I want to thank you all for understanding about me saying could be canceling the ten o'clock show and you know saying like yeah, I I truly the the way I did it today, the way I had it scheduled, this was not just because I wanted to talk to as many people as I could, but also uh, because I really wanted to see I wanted to see how much I could take. You know, how long could I do this? And I know my limit now, you know what I mean? Because you didn't realize how, how taxing it is actually to talk to people all day like it, until you do it all day. For several hours, you realize your brain is worn, is where it's getting worn out. And so your body is starting to feel heavier. Dude, you know I could I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So this, hey, this was a stress test on my, own endure, on my own endurance on something as simple as just sitting down and talking to people. Now I know. I am. Well, I know what my what my uh, what my limits are. So my schedule going forward is going to reflect that to us. So to make sure I don't have this issue again. Yeah, but both um both B and my fiance are work in social services, and uh, so we have to talk all day. <laughs> Especially uh, me, I have to talk all the time, and um, it's. I can tell you by the end of the day, man. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Anyone, I don't want to talk to no goddamn body about no. nothing. Don't uh, talk to them, call me, leave me alone. I am tired of talking to people for today. Yeah, I just want to turn on my video game, <laughs> kill something. I just, yeah, I want to, I want to play Doom or something. You know, get high. I'm, I'm done. All right, I'm done talking to people for today. I don't know. We hear nobody problems. Don't try to be about. <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, good. 
but it, it kind of works oh, out because uh, my fiance is the same way, right? So sometimes, like, I'll come home and I'll want to talk to her, and she'll be like, you know what? I'm just not in the mood. Just let's just not let's just do our own thing, right? <laughs> and I'll be like, all right. But like, if you're if you weren't working in the same field, that's like it. It I've dated people that weren't in that field, and when I say that to them, it's like they get offended, right? Because they're like, what? You don't want to spend time with me? You just spend all day at work, whatever, right? And you're like, yeah, I, I do, but at the same time i need time right i need to like decompress a little bit yeah, <laughs> um, because this, this shit but, is taxing it actually yeah like, you don't realize it but it is it's really taxing it it is yeah it definitely is it's hard to talk for long periods of time i find and i'm also like an introvert so it's not like I, i'm not I'm an extrovert. I, i'm all about talking to people and even i'm fucking worn out for this shit. You know? <laughs> you know so like if i'm worn out for this shit i know your ass is worn out from talking to people yeah. all day <laughs> yeah um, well also at my work a lot of times they'll ask me the same question over and over so they'll be like um what's your plans for tomorrow and i'll be like uh i don't know i'm probably gonna watch some tv i'll probably eat some supper you know normal crap and then uh you know 20 minutes later they'll say oh what are you doing tomorrow <laughs> so uh do that um, do that for a while <laughs> Braden, buddy listen here <laughs> i'm not going to read this question out loud if anyone wants to come read, wants to come see what this question was, I will leave that to you to come find this channel, to find this this fucking stream and watch it yourself and read it yourself. You are welcome to indulge yourself in reading what this question is. Great. All I think I have to say to you is stop it. Get some, get some, get some, get some help. Get I'm some, sorry. Stop it. Get some stop help. it. This don't 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 ask me that. Don't ask anyone that ever again. Don't talk to your parents about that. Go to a therapist, please. Do not ever do, do not ever bring that up ever again to anyone, please. That's it. That's all I gotta say on that. They like said to anyone who watching this on the back, who's listening to this on Spotify. If you wanna know what the question is, come find this shit on YouTube and see for yourself. But that's it. I I am not into going any deeper than that. You should change your name to Rico's Advice, and then. <laughs> I mean, I, my rants come with advice, and I will tell it to you straight. I will just, I'm like, I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings, but at the same time, I will tell it to you straight. And my advice to to to, to Braden here is, don't ever bring it up again to anyone ever. <laughs> That's just leave that, keep that, take that to your fucking grave, Braden. Take that to your grave. Okay, that's all I gotta say on that. <laughs> But uh shit, man. Uh this is this is this is nice. This is refreshing to just kinda relax. Just relax a little bit. You know, I know it. This is a good way to wind down, a good good way to end it. This feels good. <laughs> oh fuck. With that shit, question. Man. You just need that question. Yeah, a little That's bit. Good. But I, you know what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna throw at you the standard question I ask everybody. Because, you know, you know, the last time we were on together with a three person panel, so no one really got or four person panel, so no one really got the, you know really tell about themselves so mm. tell the audience then like why because the question is like why do you want to do this like how did you get here and why do you want to do the, the thing that you're doing like youtube um yeah yeah you're, the things you're, the things you're trying to do the, the, those goals you have especially the true crime one if you so choose to like what's your story uh, well the true the true crime thing is just because it interests me uh to be honest <laughs> um and i also think there's stuff that you can learn like i i've always been really fascinated by like the darker side of human nature and like why what separates um you know picked in from me right like what separates him from me right 
Uh, and I, sometimes I think it's not that it's not a whole lot, right? Like it's like your surroundings and your upbringing and and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just like kind of exploring that aspect. But um, my actual YouTube stuff, um, I started out writing about atheism because um, mostly because of like I guess kind of like social justice, really, because um, it was more about uh, gay marriage at the time, which was a big um, thing back then, kind of like uh, trans rights are now. And um, so that was why I was I was writing about atheism, basically saying like, it doesn't have to be this way, right? Like, we, we don't doesn't have, to, have to be this way. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like that now with like leftism, right? Like it doesn't have to, we don't have to live like this, right? Like it's a choice that we're all, a lot of us are just kind of dreamwalking and, and believing that we have to be that way. Cause that's the way it always, that's the only thing we've known, yeah. but it doesn't have to be <laughs> and we can change it. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of like, I don't know. I was listening to something the other day and they said, and it was like some kind of activist or something. And they said, you know, there's just like, they, they were asked like, why do you do the activism? And, and they said something like, and I'm just paraphrasing, but it was something like, I don't know. I just can't, I can't see me not doing it. You know, like, it's like, I have a voice. I'm only here for a certain amount of time. And it's important that we all kind of like, I don't know. I thought of it like kind of like if like if there's a crank, right? Like to I, I want to push against it. You know what I mean? Like I want to do my if small part to change anything it. Anything you can do to push push things forward positively, yeah. even if even if it's just a little bit, you're gonna do it. Right. You want to do yeah. it, and so you, you you know you're gonna throw your voice out there and hopefully help. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like every always, it's always been like all of my like activism has kind of been for that, right? Like it's just for that. So that's, I mean, that's the same way for me. Ultimately, it's just a matter of I feel like I, I have something. What I have to say might well help, and so fuck it. I said I'm just gonna turn on this cheap ass web camera and start talking. <laughs> and yeah, here we are. Yeah, because it, it, you know, you don't know how many. Um, like I've gotten, I've been doing it for years, so I've gotten lots of, um, you know, comments or like emails and stuff, and you know, some of them are really touching, um, especially during uh, um, when there was the whole. And it's still going on, but the the whole whole trans athlete thing. Yeah, uh, and I got um, a lot of a lot of emails, and there was one in particular that was really. I, like it literally almost made me cry <laughs> um, because I, I was taking. I, I definitely I keep the positive emails. I absolutely keep them. Yeah, I, I kept this one, and it's. Um, I was taking a lot of shit at the time, and I was really questioning what I was doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with this channel. I don't, I still kind of don't know what I'm doing with my channel, um, in some capacity. But um, and they and they reached out and said, you know, you're one of the only you're one of the only um, you know atheist YouTubers that stood up for my rights and I really appreciate it. And it was, you know, they said a lot more than that, but that was the gist of what they're saying. And it was- No, no, I very- you. And that, and that, and that shit, feel, it feels fucking amazing. It feels like you're actually doing something. You, If you can help save even one person, that's a fucking win in my book. That's a victory. Yeah. You know, yeah. And when someone tell, when someone goes out of their way to tell you that you helped them, that that feels fucking great. Yeah, it does. It does feel good. And that's why I do my job too, to be honest. Uh, like I was a courier before that. And um, uh, I wanted, and I, and I didn't not like my job. Like I liked my job. It was, I, I like driving and I like 
meeting people and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was also all really good because I didn't have to meet them for long. It was just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Here's your package. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And it was also, uh, you know, it paid just as well as my job now. Um, so maybe better, actually. Uh, but uh, I wanted to do something that when I went home at night, I felt like I made a difference in somebody's life, you know? I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I mean, I... My job, I'm a mine ain't that. That's why I do what I do outside of work. Because yeah, my job, I think it's, it's it's from my experience in the military, it made me realize it's like people say all the time, you serve your country, but I, I really didn't feel connected to any of this supposed service to my country, you know, to mm -hmm. anyone. You know, it really just felt like I was just working for a paycheck to take care of myself. So mm -hmm. that's why I was like, I want to get involved, I want to do things outside of my job that feels like I'm actually making some form of a fucking difference. Like I'm yeah, helping you, someone, you, you know? You take a lot of shit from that from uh, leftists on Twitter, don't you? <laughs> the whole military, the military thing. thing better. I, and, and, and my only thing to them is the same thing I've said before, you know, you, you kiss my ass. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't owe a bunch of strangers online uh, anything. I, I'm, not, like, I'm not sorry for serving. Like, you, you call me whatever you want. I don't care. They're like, you don't pay my bills. You don't feed me. You ain't got shit to do with my life. So be mad. You can die mad for all I care. So <laughs> yeah, bye. But to this right here, inverse impact. What do you think about Black Lives Matter Twitter being like to Hong Kong protesters? It's not your time. Uh, I mean, I, I'm nothing. I, I'm indifferent. They just a bunch of fucking uh, random assholes on Twitter yelling, being like, it's not your time. It has no bearing on the Hong Kong protesters whatsoever. Literally none. Mm just zero zilch it's just a bunch of assholes fucking thinking uh they're stealing the show from them and it's just like that's not how this works and it's never been how this works it has no bearing on them no more than they have any bearing on you yeah Shut just up. like just like the um protests in uh india don't have any bearing on blm or on hong kong exactly none. <laughs> zero. it doesn't it's not a zero-sum game you're what they what's going on over there does not detract from what you're doing over here that's it's not how that fuck well, in fact, the global unrest is good. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. If right? anything, so fucking don't try to tell them that hey, maybe maybe chill that protest or not right now because we're doing our we're doing a whole thing. Well, so wait well, till we're done and then go you do your uh, civil unrest. Yeah. Well, like let's just say it's just just BLM and just in America that it's. I mean, BLM is also global as well. Like I, we have BLM exactly. protests here in Canada, but just say it was just um, in America. Then people all around the world can just point and say, "Well, it's just America's problem." But it's just America, when you, but nope, when you have protests all over the world, they're like, and they're all kind of protesting the same thing, like racial injustice, inequality, um, workers' Police rights, brutality, and lack of accountability of law enforcement, but government yep. corruption. It's all basically yeah. the same. They're all arguing for basically the same thing all over yep. the world. So yeah. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, it's not your time." I'd be like, "No, more of that. The world needs to <laughs> fucking uprise against That's right. our fucking this fucking bullshit system." That's right, and yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that that I hope that answers your question. Inverse impact, because yes, that is that's that's my take on it. You know what I mean? That's that's our take. It's fucking great. You know, we need more, more of that. More shit. more protests all over the world. I want to see more of this shit. Yeah, I want to um, see the I want to see the end of like people complaining about uh, some poor person buying crab legs with their you know welfare money or whatever, like. <laughs> <laughs> like we should Honestly, all be able to eat good food. <laughs> Honestly, and so you said you thought it was crazy inverse impact. Hey, 
The internet is filled with crazy people. You are, <laughs> there ain't no shortage of them. If you honestly, you will find that shit if you go looking for it. It's always gonna fucking be there. The best thing is to do is to look at it, shrug, and move on. Look for the actual substantive good shit because the crazy fuckers ain't going nowhere. Well, the crazy fuckers are in charge. <laughs> so, unfortunately, they're, 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 unfortunately, a lot of them are. Anyway, I mean, at least in uh, the states, from what I see. Anyway, but <laughs> I don't know how Americans put up with. I mean, it's it's so bad. Like, oh my god, like six hundred dollars after nine months. Like, how the fuck? Like. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. I was mad uh, in Canada. I was mad. So like when COVID started, they kind of started down the same ro- road as the states. They were like, "Oh, we got to bail out the the businesses. We got to bail out the companies and all this stuff." And like people were like, "Whoa, <laughs> what about us?" Right? Like we like companies are the, for sure bail them out if you have to. But you know, what about us? We can't pay our rent. We can't do this. Yeah. And our response I mean, wasn't perfect. I'm not. I'm not saying it is because there's still like yeah. rent moratoriums that are running out, and people are going to be evicted and stuff like that. It's a whole other can of beans. But at least you know we had CERB, which was two thousand dollars a month. In some areas, that's not nearly enough. Like if you live in Toronto, that's your, that's like your rent. If you live in like a one bedroom apartment, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in like most areas, it is like where I live, two thousand dollars is good. It's, that's pretty. That's a pretty good amount. Like you can you can kind of skate by somewhat. Fuck right? yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, at least it was something, right? Like, Hey, we're not going to leave you out in the dark. Right. But in the States, it's just like, oh yeah, well, they, they're hungry. That's okay. They'll just wait another month. They'll die. You know? <laughs> yes. they'll, they'll die. I'd be like, well, then we won't have to worry about them. What yeah. And then for is, is clearing out the house and getting rid of the body. I know. And it drives me crazy because it's, they say like, well, um, you know, the, oh, I'm like, everything about it is just like, I'm not sure how Americans aren't all rioting in the streets. Like, <laughs> that's like, I, I have said that. I'm just like, you, you motherfuckers complaining about riots. I'm like, there should be more riots if I'm being, if we're being honest. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm surprised they ain't burning everything down at this rate. It's straight up, like, honestly, given the scale of how fucked things are and how government basically abandoned us and are throwing us fucking chuck change and telling us to survive off of that. Yeah, honestly, I'm genuinely not surprised. There's not more writing and more shit getting burned. I know. It's I'm genuinely surprised there's not more. Yep. I know. It's it's mind-numbing. I don't understand. So this question by Tony Gattuso, because American media is so insular, how hard hit has Canada been by COVID? Has that put a damper on any social activism going on? Uh, how hard hit has Canada been? So w- when it first started, it uh, we did pretty good handling it. Um, we, like I said, we did CERB, uh, the emergency relief benefit plan, um, and uh, we did go into lockdown. So that hurt a lot of businesses, obviously, just like you know in America. Um, and the second one, though, we've the second wave, we've done a lot le- like a lot worse. We still have um, EI benefits to cover but um the the premiers which are like the governors in the states are um uh much slower to shut down businesses now because uh capitalism (laughs) right they're like oh the first one hurt so we don't want to do that again and um that's why like you know capitalism isn't the i don't think like this 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 pandemic has really shown how bad it is at being able to 
I, I wrote a whole article on that. I hope y'all check it out on Medium. It, the article is titled "It Never Had to Be This Way." I break down that exactly that that, it, that this this pandemic has made it abundantly clear that our for profit uh, uh, system, our our uh, privatization of everything, you know, our yeah. our free market capitalism, it's insufficient. It's not only insufficient, it actually made things infinitely worse. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think like the states has really taken it on the nose, right? Like as the most deaths is because yeah. their their capitalism is like almost like a religion, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, we true. We like our government has by and large ceded all of its responsibility to the private sector. Yeah. And, and the like, private sector cannot meet public needs. It can't. And like countries like Canada, we're we kind of following in the same footsteps. Like we're still going towards that um that 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 way um but we're still not uh, so far gone that we're like well people should just die <laughs> you know let's give our grandparents over i mean there's some but i mean as a as a society it's not like yeah. that um but uh as to your question the second wave has hit and uh, we are slower to close down businesses and now we're having record numbers of covid in my province uh, of ontario um and the premier said today or i think i think it's just actually news reports that are about what the premier is going to say on monday but i think that they're going to end up closing down all of ontario for um at the on the 24th uh so yeah so we're in so for some more pain um <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it's, it's definitely something they have to do because they they're getting um, it's going to sound like small numbers compared to the states, but um, yeah. like two thousand two thousand cases per day in, in Ontario, and that's way more than the I think it's um two two per two no twenty two per one hundred thousand I think is what the cutoff is, and that's we're way over that. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's only getting worse and worse and worse every day. So, yeah. yeah. Most of it right now is kind of stuck in, like in my, where I live, most of the cases are in the hospitals or in um, probably in long-term care facilities and schools like universities. Um, but I mean, those people all have families and so they'll all, you know, spread it, so. Yeah, yeah it's America's case, it's just, at least to some distinct, to some degree, other countries that are also still capitalist nation, to some degree, y'all haven't ceded everything to the private sector in the same way we have. That's why y'all are, if even a little bit, are doing better than we are. Well, you know what I mean. Well, maybe, but uh, no, I think it's more like the culture, right? It's like yeah. the, um, yeah, I think it's more the culture than it is the um, because we have ceded a lot of things to, um, <laughs> the <private laughs> but the government Fun has... we functionally we ceded every like, damn near yeah. damn near everything to the private sector. Well, the reason why the the capitalists um, usually uh, try to demean the government, right? Like in the states, yeah. you see it all the time, where they're like, "Well, the government's, you know, we want small government; it's garbage. They don't do their jobs." Blah blah. blah. Is because the government's the only thing, the only check, right? Like <laughs> they're it the is. only thing that can step in and go, "Like, no, you're not doing that, right?" So, yep. so of course, they want the government. That. But yeah, the irony is, it ended up working against them in the long run because the government ultimately is the only one that can solve the wide scale problems that they have essentially brought onto themselves. Yeah. And, but now the government functionally can't because you've gutted the shit out of it, destroyed people's faith in it and reduced it to basically just being your little piggy bank instead of an actual uh, functioning body capable of solving problems. 
and yeah. now you're fucked because you the, the the corporation can't solve the country's problems. That was supposed to be the government's job. Yeah, well, the the government's like primary job should be to protect its citizens and not it. But in the Amer- in America, it's they want to protect the company or the stock market, right? Because the, the, the good, what's good for the company is what's good for the citizens. It's that's a total, what they it's think. A completely yeah. t- that's what they think. They genuinely believe it. Yeah, they gen- like many of them just genuinely swear by that. Yeah. If the yeah, companies are doing, if the stock market's doing good, if the companies are doing good, that clearly must mean the country's doing good. But yeah. I'm like, that means no. What y'all need to do is completely reevaluate how you measure the health of the country, because they'll say they look at the stock market, things are great, but more than half the country is one missed paycheck away from poverty and bankruptcy yeah. and all that. So just and, one missed paycheck, record. one emergency. And even before COVID, we were in record numbers of debt, right? Like per house. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like the we're living the, the, the co- was that we're living the same way as as our you know parents did and their parents did, but we're doing it on credit, right? Like, we're not doing it on because credit. we're making the same amount of money as they are. Like we don't have the same yeah. buying power. So yeah, exactly. exactly. And and like so even if you're like a cap- the, even if you're a capitalist, though, even if you're a capitalist, right? And you think that corporations are the engine that drives everything, right? The the consumers are the gas, right? <laughs> and you're running out of yeah. gas. If the consumers don't have any gas to give you, then you're just the engine's no good, right? Like, uh, I don't even know why capitalists don't understand that basic premise, right? That I without- don't get. Well, like, don't you want your customers to be healthy and have money to buy to to, to buy yeah. your shit? Yeah, Don't you want yeah. your workers to be healthy to, to produce the this, this stuff you want to sell? No, they want to squeeze. They, they're, they're unaware of that. They just want to squeeze out every conceivable red fucking penny they can get, even if it ultimately ends up destroying them. Yeah, and then yeah, then it, it will destroy them, right? Because like, at that point, the, all of the people with no money are going to come for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that's just going to happen. That's just, yeah. just, just going to end up happening. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to die in the meantime, right? Like... And a lot uh, of marginalized people are the marginalized people are going to be the first, right? That I mean, there already that's are. Usually how it, that's usually how it goes. I mean, yeah, that's what COVID is disproportionately affecting. That's usually how the game yeah. goes. Exactly. But yeah, as inverse impact, just put it to, to put it simply: if there is no if there is no money, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> exactly. It, it, exactly. And and also money, like money is just it's made up, right? Like <laughs> it's it, just not realized. Oh, we're in deficit. Just fucking literally. To either tax these motherfuckers out of their money or print more money, whatever the case may be, make the money appear. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if everyone's sick and dying. Yeah. Well, like, how crazy is it that, like, so this isn't, uh, like, a thing that's affected one country, right? Like, this is a worldwide pandemic. Oh, a worldwide pandemic. And all of them are, are... taking like taking money and get like besides the states maybe <laughs> giving money to corporations and to uh businesses and people and citizens trying to keep their economies afloat and yet when it's all said and done like once the, you know once the vaccine's out and all that we're all gonna be like well we all owe all this money <laughs> right instead of it's just, just coming back, together it's back being, to being just barely functioning being being just yeah. barely being able to pay for anything actually no most of us are behind now oh yeah but we but are- imagine like why why wouldn't you just go like look there's a pause button let's just pause this shit let's deal with this pandemic <laughs> because get, that would require them with. to fundamentally change their their entire the entire way they've governed up to this point the entire the, the entire the foundation of their fucking beliefs and if there's one thing this pandemic has proven is it's not about uh the the facts of the matter 
they, they just, they truly believe the shit that they're doing. They truly believe it. They, they, they it's, it doesn't matter about the facts. It doesn't matter about doing what would clearly benefit them to do. They believe it. <laughs> that's they the thing, believe though. in this bullshit system. That's what I mean, though. Like, if even if you're a hardened ca- capitalist, right? Like, you've got to see that what you are doing right now is just not sustainable, right? Like, <laughs> it's not going to end well uh, when you have the mass of people with no money and the small minority with a bunch of money, right? Like, it's it's not going to happen. And you're starting to it's see not- it, right? Like, you're starting to see it now, like with the like we were talking about before with the the worldwide um, uprisings, right? That that's all, yeah. that shit's only going to get worse, right? It's <laughs> only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse because you can't bear, you can't fucking suppress the dissent forever. You can, you, you can't bury, like try to pretend the problem isn't there forever. You yeah. can't. And people like, are starting, you, you keep trying to, what's up? People are starting to realize too, right? Like the police aren't there to protect me. They're there to protect corporations and businesses and property, right? Even so. fucking mainstream <laughs> media pundits are like, and whatnot. The people, the very people who would have defended the system before are now like, okay, yeah, this is kind of fucked. Like, what the hell? Like, the, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the things that they, the, the, the shit that they believed and the shit that they told themselves isn't matching the reality of what's happening right now. Because when I remember reading an article, it was like, maybe America isn't as great as I thought it was. I thought we were. Like the way, because the seeing how easily shit fell apart because of COVID, like the person was basically saying, like I thought we were better than this. I thought mm-hmm. we would have been fine. I thought we could handle. And you will know. It turns out everything you believed about America was all bullshit. We were we were <laughs> never great. We were we we're walking on a fucking tightrope that has no safety net at the bottom. The tightrope is on fire, and <laughs> we're also on fire, and also sick, and with a knife through our gut. <laughs> well, like yeah, I mean. The country that was that supposedly was the most able to combat COVID was it's the least it the worst. able, <laughs> yeah, to the, do it. The so. least stable, the least prepared, and completely floundered and failed, like yeah. astronomically, unequivocally fucking failed. And and the countries and like, I don't know. I haven't like looked at it in depth. Maybe I will after COVID's over. But um, like the countries, it seems to me that the countries that are less capitalistic dealt with it better, right? Like so. Um, and you know some of the countries aren't. I'm not. I'm not going to say they're great, but I mean like, you know, Venezuela, Cuba, them. They all have like zero. Australia even has, I think, zero right now. Um, so I mean, like, and, and like in European countries, dealt with a lot of them dealt with it. Besides, after the first surge, I mean, Italy didn't do so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no. And stuff. But I mean, there are like some of the um, Scandinavian countries did really well with it too, right? Because they're they're not as capitalistic. So. Um, yeah, I think the less I, th- I I think it just shows that the the, the weak it, it took like a, a hammer to the weaknesses that we a lot of people already saw. It took and- it took every fucking existing flaw and problem that we've been burying and kicking down the road, and it's just like okay, well you ain't hiding from none of this shit anymore. No, it's not letting you. It's like you can't. That's why I say the only hope I see for is that they literally literally can't afford to not solve these problems that they've been bear- pretending weren't there anymore. They mm-hmm. literally can't. It's not possible anymore. This six hundred dollar bullshit is not enough, and they and they're gonna f- figure it out real quick that it's not enough. No, they're gonna yeah. figure it out. They they like well, it's gonna get bad, but they're gonna realize they're gonna ha- they ha- effectively have no choice. Wow, tax cuts doesn't actually solve this problem. Wow, I, I, just giving people six hundred dollars isn't gonna solve this problem. I still can't believe that article that they wrote about. Um... Six hundred dollars being a lot. Put it on the on the debts that you have. With oh the high yeah, it, it's because it's because 
many of these people in, in that circle, they truly believe this shit. They have, they are so disconnected from the from the real world effect, effects of the sh of their shit fucking policies. They have no idea. They don't yeah. know. They really just don't know. What what we should do is just like freeze their assets, uh, stop their paychecks, uh, give them, yeah, them six hundred a month. Yeah, and like live maybe throw, yeah. We could even throw four hundred dollars in their bank account because that's about the amount of money that most people have uh, for an emergency, right? And yeah. here's a thousand dollars. Now go live like that for nine months, right? Like, yeah. like go fuck yourself. Right? Go <laughs> fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> no, nah, they they don't understand. They truly don't. As inverse impact said, it's because they don't. It's not affecting them. Of course, yeah. They don't. They are completely separate, and I mean in every conceivable way from the real effects of their shitty beliefs so they com comfortably continue to believe like be they they the comfortable lifestyles that they live allow them to never really challenge or reassess their views they have no reason to ever think that they're wrong because clearly they're living quite comfortably so clearly yeah. their views are right but they don't realize that it, their views aren't the reason they're where they're at they were they're wrong about how they even got to where they're at yeah, like Pelosi with her ice cream fridge. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, you're showing off your ice cream fridge as tens of millions of people are increasingly uh, uh, becoming unemployed, slipping further into poverty. And you think this is the time to go on TV and show off your fucking... Um, <laughs> your, 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 like your, your $1,000 fridge and ice cream collection... Are you serious? They're so out of touch. Now, out of touch. They don't. It, it, that's how you know they really don't have a clue. They no. don't know. And also, uh, you know, climate change is already happening, but it's, I mean, the worst effects or some of the worst effects of it are just down the road. <laughs> uh, you know, and look how badly we, we dealt with COVID. How are we going to deal with that, right? That's another. Oh, God. Given how bad our response to COVID, I have no doubt in my mind we are going to completely flounder. Yeah. The clown car, little... we'll, we'll just drive it right off the cliff, right? <laughs> right off the cliff. We will absolutely flounder. That's what I mean. Um, we, need, we need to shake up the whole way that we think about money and politics and change it because <sighs> this isn't working. <laughs> it ain't working. It really does require a, ge a genuine overhaul of all the conventional wisdom these fuckers have, built, have clung to for so long. Mm -hmm. And it also requires us to communicate to them that as effectively as we can, that the way y'all have been doing things is fucked and wrong. Yeah. Well, we have to stop tearing at each other is what we got to do, right? Like, that we got to stop. Because right now, the big thing is tearing into AOC for some odd fucking reason. Oh, is that the Jimmy Dore thing? Not just Jimmy Dore, Kyle Kalinsky's doing it. Every all of it, a lot of the particular leftist pundits are doing this shit. I feel Some like a, it, I feel like a lot of that though is because they're tired of waiting, right? Like they're, they're like tired of waiting. Okay, here's the thing though, and I've said this before, in a previous stream. It doesn't matter how loudly you fucking yell. All that matters is if you is if you effectively use what you've got. Because that's to say, we need to put on loud and pressure. On our politicians. Okay, what does that mean, though? That's a slogan. What does that effectively mean? What does that look like? What is the effective way to put pressure on them? Because just being loud and angry turns out doesn't really amount to much. Yeah, I, I fucking How hate you Jimmy Dore, though. 
I've hated him yeah, for seriously. a very long time. <laughs> yeah. it's, but it's just that's my big thing is how do you is how to effectively use the pressure that you've got. And I actually came up with an answer in my previous stream. It said it's local politics. You know, yeah. we need to get uh, clean win from the bottom up. That affects the federal government. It's local politics. Is is the from the local and state government. You know what I mean? That's where the focus needs to be because that's ultimately what is what it requires. AOC is not a fucking tank. It requires uh, multiple people everywhere. Yeah, well, and we also need to change the norms, right? The norms that surround all those issues, right? Like, um, it's not enough. It, we have to, like, be able to say, no, that's not, this isn't something that's good, <laughs> you know? Like, we need to, we need to stop that. Like, yeah. There should there should be no universe where like people are like, well, they're starving for nine months. They're like, well, we'll give them six hundred dollars. Like that should just not be acceptable. Like that should be against all social norms, right? Absolutely. Uh, and by, in every sense of the word, it should yeah. absolutely be deemed or just completely appalling, apprehensive. Like just no. Yeah, and I've seen uh, a lot of people being like, well, you know, at least it's something. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like technically, it's a it's something, but it's really just a kick in the face, right? It's it's, a, it's honestly <laughs> insulting. It's genuinely it, insulting. It's like yeah. you look at this 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 country wide problem, this huge, goddamn devastating country destroying world fuck like world. Uh, uh, Strauss has a, I had a good I had a good word for that. Whatever the case may be, it's a giant goddamn disaster, and your solution is to throw six hundred dollars at them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like watching That's a meteor that... come towards you and throwing a cup of water at it. Being well, at least it's throwing you... a cup of water at it. <laughs> at least you did like, something. Are you... <laughs> at least you did something. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, like it's like just bad. Like this is the best y'all could come up with. This is the best you could do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, we got to put human life above, uh, you know, computer screen zeros is what we have to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, at this point, I, I, I'd be, I'd be, if I was in Congress right now, and they're trying to say, I would literally be fist fighting, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I would literally be like, all right, we are fighting right, goddamn now. I will fight all of you before I let y'all before we leave here, giving people six hundred fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? I'm also not sure why. Like, I haven't followed the whole Jimmy Dore thing because, like I said, I, I despise him. So, like, anytime I see him talking, I just like want to put my fist through the to the thing, but. I'm also not sure why anybody would want to attack like AOC, like any leftist anyway would want to. And the attack, fact like, that AOC. they're even doing that, I ge it genuinely blows my mind. Yeah, because they're like it, they're like there's like what four of them that are maybe five if you count Bernie. It's not just her <laughs> there. There's a whole lot of people in there, and it's more that goes into this. The fact that y'all are tearing into her now of all times is just like what in the goddamn fuck is wrong they're, with you people they're literally the only people that are saying anything close to what needs to be happening right like <laughs> the only ones that are going you know what maybe we should be helping poor people we shouldn't be feeding the stock market right maybe like, we should instead of tearing the aoc you, know, you want to talk about we need to put pressure now maybe put all this pressure you're putting on her and instead focus on them yeah, so yeah. Focus on the people that are actually doing it, right? Like the because like AOC and many other people in the house have been pushing for like two thousand dollars a month plus retroactive pay and all that shit. They have been trying to actually get that shit in, but it takes more than her. So maybe instead of focusing the pressure on her for apparently not doing good enough, focus all the pressure on the people that are opposed to those things. 
Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. It just seems like a, a more strategically sound idea. Personally, I did. I did. Um, I did watch Benjamin Dixon. I think uh, talk about Jimmy Dore though, and yeah. <laughs> I really like he's, him. He's, 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 what do you say? Because he, yeah, he's essentially saying, like, "What the fuck is wrong with y'all?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the, what the, like, what are y'all doing? Like, why, why are you doing this? Yep. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, the federal oh, minimum wage is only two ninety. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the well. I, well, this is the one thing that I've always um, that I think we need we need worker co ops. We don't you know fuck this like one guy that's at the top telling everybody what to do. Like, why are we? Why why do we want democracy in our politics, but we don't want democracy in our workplace where we spend you know eight or more hours per day, right? <laughs> doesn't make any mm. sense. Why are we letting them make our decisions for us, right? Like, yeah, it blows my mind that that uh, happens. It, 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 but again, the reason why that happens is because of the nature of how our politics, political system is structured. I have said this many times. I will say it again. The way it is, unfortunately, has always been effectively the only people that can actually participate in our politics are rich old assholes who have or sellouts <laughs> who have no interest, no no mutual interest with the rest of us whatsoever. That's how it's structured. It, legally, any one of us can participate, but effectively, the only ones that can are rich assholes. Yeah, because that's um, the only people that have the money to actually do it, right? <laughs> like to actually do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, we're yeah. we're the ones that are that don't are on YouTube, right? <laughs> Amazingly, right? <laughs> As I'm like, ah, but again, it just kills me that these motherfuckers coming after AOC, and I'm just like, look, criticize her all you want, but right now, if you want to put pressure on somebody, all the people up to the things she's pushing. Oh. How about that? How about trying well, that out for size? There's there's also criticism, like good faith criticism, where I'm sure like if I combed through all of AOC's things, I could find something to criticize her about. But yeah. there's the difference between that and just me like staring at a camera going, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you know they basically say him him Jimmy Dore and a bunch of other dipshits are just basically telling them fuck you, traitor, sell out, yada yada yada. I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah, that's that's way that's that's the thing though is right like um um benjamin was right about that is that like uh emotions sell right and jimmy Dore it knows sells. that right like alex jones knows that um steven crowder knows that right <laughs> uh, no this shit is quite lucrative yeah it's like you just get people mad get people angry and they'll they'll pay you right so um yeah. i mean even even um online atheism is like that right like they're fighting yeah. theists so if there know. is one thing i've learned is that the facts ultimately don't matter especially in a system where it is incentivized to be, uh, behave at your absolute worst it is significantly more profitable to do so to mm -hmm. cater to the eyed to fuel frustration and anger it is it is much it is incredibly lucrative to do so there's too many incentives to fucking do so mm -hmm. and so here we are yep <laughs> and with that being said i think it was a good a good note to wrap it up on because we're at 55 minutes do you have anything else you'd like to talk about any other you know closing statements and whatnot um no not really thanks for having me on it was a lot of fun i always enjoy talking to you uh here or on twitter um, it's always a fucking pleasure any, any last questions from the audience now is the time to do it 
But because uh, while you guys are getting your questions together, I'm going to say my you know, little blah, blah, blah pitch. Good, good night pitch. Thank you all for sticking with me throughout this day. I have learned a lot about myself today in that I, uh, I have a limit. I, my body can only do this for so long. So my schedule going forward will reflect that. I'm going to change things up a bit so that way I can talk to plenty of people, get sufficient rest, and, uh, you know, do the uh, do this as often as I'd like. Because, again, I don't want to get burnt out from this. I actually really fucking enjoy this. So I want to make sure I'm doing this in a way that's good for me so I don't burn out and get tired of fucking doing it. You know what I mean? And also, again, I want to I, I open the floor to everybody. I'm not just here to interview fucking content creators and whatnot or political pundits or whatever the fuck. I want to talk to everyone. I want to talk to people. So if you want to come on my show and talk, DM me on Twitter because that's the best place to reach me. And we can say we can uh, uh, schedule you a time to bring you on because that's what I want to do. He said maybe start a one or two a week. You know, I like that. Uh, I, I might do that, you know, instead of just Sunday, might do another one. But I'll see, we'll, like I said, I'm going to schedule myself accordingly, see what works best. But this one, definitely, I'm going to tweak the schedule a bit so it's not so much of a fucking burnout. Um, but Tony Gattuso has a question for you. Oh. Um, has, how do we follow you best if we want your hot serial killer podcast? Oh, <laughs> okay. there you go. Um, always, uh, uh, I always announce everything on Twitter. So, yeah, my Twitter is the best thing. Um, to follow me on if you want to know about what's going on. Um, you could also follow my YouTube channel because sometimes I, I make, um, you know, on, in the video, if I was to launch one, I would probably um, mention it in a video, like say, hey, I started this new project, go follow it if you want, or I put it in my community page. But uh, Twitter for sure, uh, YouTube second. Hope that answers. Yeah, it does. Uh, that's good. That's awesome. And in which case, lastly, I say always. Oh, wait, look, wait. Oh, what? wait, there's another question now. <laughs> Where is it? Where, where I, I just, didn't see it. How do you think we should deal with anti-vaxxers on social media during COVID-19 cranium? Should they oh, be banned? Okay. Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think they should be banned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Un unequivocally banned. Like, just yeah. no, no doubt. It, if if Twitter's um, TOS is there to um, protect people, uh, then that would be a protection because yeah. it's spreading false things that kill people is uh bad very yeah. bad <laughs> next right. question here by inverse is how old are you and what inspired you to do this <laughs> um what well uh, what inspired me to do this is uh like i said it was um basically the uh gay rights um thing way back in the day <laughs> uh so that uh, inspired me to talk about atheism and it's just kind of um, gone down. Now, obviously uh, my focus is a little different. Uh, although I am, um, I do talk about trans rights a lot uh, because I feel like that's the new uh, gay marriage debate type thing. Yeah. Basically, it basically is. We just, we've just moved the goalpost to gay marriage or no, sorry, to trans rights and all that. Yeah. So uh, I do talk about that, but uh, but most of the leftism stuff is just because I don't like what's going on, uh, as we've all talked about here in this podcast. Thanks to Rico. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I fucking did that. I love having these conversations. This is what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, I'm going to wrap it up. 
uh, with the with the last little donation pitch thing, and then I will close it out. Same as always, I'm doing this to fundraise. Donation links in the description below. Blah 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 blah. Love you all. I really appreciate you coming in your engagement. I really do. I'm fucking tired. You all have a wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you all next Sunday. Y'all take care.